What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Threes of Pod. Threes of Pod. Jesus, fuck. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Threes of Crowd Podcast, episode 14, 1 4. It's a lot of weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Count it up. It's a couple months. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the uh, some Super Bowl predictions, as well as uh, I think it's fair to label it as an inflation paradox where some people aren't making uh, ends meet with six-figure salaries. Um, Hey, Nick, what are you smoking over there, man? Hello, everybody. Hello, Ray. I'm smoking an El Mago, the Miami Maduro. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in case you're... And I'm loving it. How about that, huh? You're loving it, huh? In case, in case you all forgot, we are a, a partner here with El Mago, um, and we have an incentive for you guys. The next fifty, no, we have currently fifty something odd subscribers. If we get over a hundred, all the subscribers that have subscribed to us will be considered for a free three pack of El Mago cigars shipped to you directly. Uh, Marco put a picture right there or anywhere uh show them what the three pack looks like that is what you'll be getting as long as we get over 100 subscribers um one of you guys will be considered for a free three pack shipped to your uh home uh i'll double down i'll double down on that if uh we hit 100 subscribers i myself will give a three pack away of el mago cigars purchased by me to you so that's six cigars now total oh my god Oh my god! And guys and girls, little do you know, we've been giving a cigar away for every video we've made. We reach out to the DMs to random viewers, random commenters, random people who are uh, active and engaging in our content, and we give them, we send them a free cigar as long as they're over their legal age. I have to say that's yes. when they get shut down. Yes. yes. So um, engage with us, guys. You never know. Maybe get a cigar. Yes, you also have to state your uh, your age and where you're from so that we make sure we're not breaking any laws. All right. <laughs> Send away your social security number. Yes, your social security number, mailing address, bank, and routing, all that fun stuff. Um, Super Bowl this weekend, Sunday, one of my favorite weeks of the, of the whole year. Um, I particularly love the entire ambiance of the Super Bowl. I love... You know, all the cinematic views going into it, all the commercials, you know, just all the hype around it, all the, seeing all the famous people there. It's really an event of the century. We got Rihanna at the halftime. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, Super Bowl just does something to me, dude. It's Even though the Dolphins have never been in it in my lifetime, uh, I still really enjoy watching it. And I particularly enjoy watching the confetti fall and, you know, all those grown men crying. I just think it's a beautiful moment in sports when they're able to rejoice over winning the world championship in football. You could tell that Ray really enjoys the Super Bowl by the way he borderline sexually described the whole experience from start to finish. Um, yeah, I mean, so clearly he's just extremely passionate about this sport. You know, we are too. This is, I would say, one of Nick's first diehard football years. I think fantasy yeah. football really sparked Nick up, and I would say it's been – over the last three years, I've really been getting into football, so we're really looking forward. I think it's going to be a bang-up Super Bowl. We've got two 
amazing teams and two teams that from the beginning of the season were front runners to make it to this game. So it's yeah. cool that they stuck it out and, and, and made it through the whole season. First time there's ever been two uh, African-American starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Also very cool. Never been done before. Um, Nick, you're going to say something. I was going to say that I'll never forget back in high school when the Super Bowl, when it was Super Bowl time, and you told Andres and I in front of everyone in the class, you're like, Super Bowl gets me so hyped that my nips start percolating. And I'll just never forget that quote that you said directly to us that I remember specifically and explicitly. It's, it's, I start lactating, to be honest with you. I stand on that. Yeah. I start lactating. Everything about the Super Bowl, man, it's just such an exciting time. You're watching really high level of football, you're watching these coaches just, you know, absolutely at the top of their craft and every play call you, there's obviously going to be some some slip-ups but everything is pretty methodically planned and, and you're seeing the best of the two in the league and it's always a good time there's been only a couple shitty super bowls that i've witnessed um but for the most part they're competitive and i can't wait i can't wait travis kelsey and jason kelsey are playing against each other the first time two brothers have ever played against each other in the super bowl um, so that's also super cool. I'm sure it's a dream of theirs to have been playing together as we all, but they're playing against each other. Sucks that someone has to lose and someone has to win, but hey, that's all. I mean, brothers are inherently competitive, dude. So I, I, I imagine that this whole week leading up to they're just talking trash to each other. It's pretty sweet. I would be absolutely toasting my brother all yeah. week long if we were playing each other in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. oh my God. Toasting him. And shout out to Jason Kelsey for that sick little Uzi dance he did when Michael Sanders scored. Jason need, Kelsey, I like you a lot already, but every week you do something super awesome for us. He, he didn't even know that it was a little Uzi dance. He was just doing it because he saw the he saw the dude doing it. He had no dude. idea. Yeah. Side note, but are you heartbroken, Ray? Meek Mill is no longer the face of the Eagles after Lil Uzi walked out with the team for their last game. Hey, man, that's fine. You know what song plays when they're walking out, though. I just want to rock. You no, know, it's not. No, it's not. Well, now it is. Hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished when I, I pulled up in there? Awesome. Yeah. That's not what they walked out of the tunnel to last game. Is it not? They walked, they walked out with Lil Uzi in front of them last game. Lil Uzi walked them out of the tunnel, performing or doing whatever he does. <laughs> He didn't say, and, and Meek Mill doesn't say when I pulled up in the Aston Martin. He didn't, he didn't say the word pulled up in. That's not in the lyrics. Yeah, it is. Nope. Hold up, wait is. a minute. Y'all thought I was finished when I went up in the Aston Martin? Y'all thought it was rented? Bought. The word is bought. No, it's not. I'm about to look up the lyrics right now. Look it up. Look it up right now. And I want to give a quick shout out to Miguel Pinto and Malcriao Cigars. There's a picture going around social media of Jalen Hurts smoking his cigar. So. Really? Shout, shout out. Yeah, the Eagles got a hold of, of uh, Miguel Cigars. That's sick. Yeah. 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 Very cool. I get a El Mago in uh, Jalen Hurts' mouth for after the Super Bowl win. I'm cheering. Yeah, how how we make that happen? Yeah, I don't know, but just, just send him a text, right? Yeah, you're right. That's probably the easiest way. Let's, let's, let's lead it off here. When I bought that Aston Martin, y'all thought it was rented. Is it really? Oh my And I don't God. even I don't even listen like that. Yeah, that's my fault. So first well, question. I thought I was finished when I bought the ass. Yeah. God damn it, dude. That's my song. Fuck. Fake ass fan. God damn it. All right, first uh, question. 
Yeah. Which quarterback? Well, let's let's start off. Which team do you have as your winner for the Super Bowl? I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, I think that you know what they say: defense wins championships. The Chiefs don't have a great defense. It's been their weakness this entire year. Um, they've been backed by their high level of productivity on offense. But I think that if the Eagles can capitalize on one or more turnovers from the Chiefs, that they will win that game. They will. That's just that's just how I see it. I want to see Casey win because I like Patty P. He was my, you know. He's my guy. He was my guy in fantasy this year, and 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 I, I do. I want to see. I want to see them win. But I, I truly believe that the Eagles are going to win. I think that they're just they have the edge. That's that's my opinion. I think they're going to win. Jalen Hurts is is a beast. Producer Marco, who do you got for this one? I'm going to have to go with um, my Alabama alumni roots, Fly Birds, baby. Bro, you cannot claim Jalen Hurts. Absolutely, you absolutely can. can't. You benched we him. Abs- Bent. You forced him to transfer. He went I, to Oklahoma. I, we can still one hundred percent. No, you claim cannot. Him. That is like yes, Sean Taylor can. transferring from UM, going I, to the NFL, having a great career, and us claiming MS Canes. You can't do that. I will say he has a degree from the University of Alabama. Therefore, does he, he actually is an alumni? Yes, he actually gra- graduated with me in my ceremony. So he uh, is an alumni from the University of Alabama. He's not a football he, alumni, though. Absolutely he is. Absolutely not. He graduated right next to our producer. Think, Can you imagine Jalen Hurts in the presence of Through the Crowd podcast producer? What a humbling experience for him. That's crazy. Reality, really. And he doesn't even know it yet. That's crazy. You force your star starting quarterback out because you bench him, and Alabama fans want to claim him. That's messed up, man. Dude, you know, you know what they say about Alabama. You either claim the QB one, whoever the best QB is at that time, or you claim your cousin. So it's one or the other. <laughs> All right. I can't, I can't say that's the first time I've heard a joke like that. <laughs> Pick number two. Yeah. Which quarterback will have the most passing touchdowns? Passing, not rushing. Passing touchdowns. My pick is Patty P. Yeah, I think, I think Patty P will... You know, just it's just he he creates offense out of seemingly nothing. Like he just extends plays to the to the level where the play should have been over seven seconds ago, and somehow he's throwing a pass 30, 30 yards down the field um, to a seemingly wide open guy. So I mean, I think throwing like passing touchdowns wise, I think Patrick Mahomes probably has the advantage on that, but. Jalen Hurts uses his legs to an extent where he also extends plays. So um, I think where Jalen Hurts is most lethal, though, is like in the red zone. He in the red zone, he the you, you see the offensive line and what they're doing in the red zone, bro. I mean, they are pushing the defensive line like five yards off the line of scrimmage. It is nuts. So I think with a big quarterback like Jalen Hurts, with the arm that he has, he will be productive in the red zone, but I think Patty P will ultimately throw more touchdowns. Um, same as you guys, Patty P, more touchdowns. Um, I also think, you know, because of the way his ankle is, um, he has a little more 
incentive to throw the ball than than run as much as he usually does. So I definitely think he'll be throwing more TD passes. That's old news, bro. That ankle's old news. They're gonna cortisone the absolute shit out of that ankle. Yeah, but it won't mean that it's a hundred. You know, maybe they can he's, get it to eighty. He's not. He's not going to feel it for the ne- for four hours after kickoff. It does not matter. He will have no sensation under his shin. Yeah, but he won't. If if that shit's torn like the way they said it is, he won't have the same level of coordination, even if he doesn't feel pain. So I don't know because he's like he's like shifty. You know, that's that's his game. He's he's kind of shifty yeah. and he's quick. And so I I just I think. He won't run the ball the way you expect him to normally run the ball still, even though, yes, he's not going to be able to feel his ankle at all. I feel I feel kind of guilty because, you know, Kansas has, you know, done so much for me in the sense that they've given me an opportunity to attain my JD. Um, and I don't want to say I'm rooting against Kansas City, but – I'm just irritated by how good they are consistently. You know what I mean? Like I was talking to one of my buddies here who's a diehard, he's a diehard uh, KC fan. And basically but what I'm gathering from what he says is that he has an expectation to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl every season. And that pisses me off. It makes me angry because there should be no expectation of winning a Super Bowl before the season starts. You need to feel pain. You need to feel right. the pain that I have felt. He's got to feel like Dolphins fans. Yes, please. Like, I – please f- feel the suffering that I – Oh, well, bro, you know, before Patrick Mahomes, we, we, we didn't make it to X, Y, Z. Bro, you made it to the playoffs, like, multiple years before Patrick Mahomes made it there and won playoff games. I have not seen a playoff win. Producer Marco, who's your pick? Most passing TDs. Um, so I'm actually going to add to what Ray just said. Um, I'm a big college football guy, um, and I, as an Alabama fan, we purposely plan to take off the first Monday of January off because we know we're going to go back to the national championship. So sorry, Ray. I'm probably not your favorite person right now. That's, didn't, that's all right. I didn't, I didn't pan out this year, eh? <laughs> no, it did not. But, I mean, I think we've, we've won plenty over the last 10 years. So. Yeah. Won enough, honestly. You're you're good at you're you've won enough to go on a ten year drought, and you have to be okay with that. I, I will take it to the chin if we do, but you, you uh, have to be okay to... with it. Like with, that's that's my whole thing. With all the success that you have, that these organizations have have reached, you have to be okay with sucking for a long time. That's that's just my only my only thing. Yeah, you could win multiple championships Pause. in a row. Yeah, oh, yeah. You could you could be you could win multiple championships in a row, but you have to be okay with the fact that you might suck for a while. I'm ready to accept that. Give and take, bro. But you know, until I see evidence of it, uh, passing touchdowns just to be different. I'm gonna say Jalen. I would like to see him roll out. I mean, the last time Jalen and Devontae were in a championship game, I don't know they popped off. So. Dude, Ray, crazy thought. What if the Dolphins, like, they get better every year but still don't get a playoff win? And then the year where they're supposed to be nasty, Saudi Arabia comes in and buys out the NFL. And then you got to go to Saudi Arabia to watch them play. And they're not called the Dolphins anymore. They're called the Armadillos. Then I have no joy in life. (laughs) My life will be empty. There will be no joy. 
I'll have to start fucking watching <laughs> hockey or some shit. I hate to I'll hear like, that, Ray. I'll have to pick up like knitting or some bullshit. I will be so unhappy. Well, there's that um there's the women's league, right? That play flag football or, or no, tackle football. football. Laundry football league. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't watch that? It's kinda of similar to the NFL. It's pretty much mm. the same thing. No, it's it's really no? Even though, dude, oh, okay. some, some of those girls can really throw the fuck out of the ball. Like, they really have good arms. They have cannons. They have cannons, bro. Double entendre. They have fucking cannons. Should I put a highlight reel here? <laughs> Might get copyrighted. Um, what else? Uh, what are you guys doing for Super Bowl? You guys have any festivities planned? Uh, I don't know. I I think we're gonna host something here at the house, but it's like Monday, so I can kind of kind of get on it. Um, yeah, you really do. Gotta gotta work on that tomorrow. What is what is your top top five Super Bowl food slash snacks? Let's hear it. Hmm. I don't know. Like I suck. Like I'm like the worst person to ask this to. Like I don't like any of the fun foods. All right, then give us your plain Jane top five. Let's hear it. Top five. Yeah. My guy, I don't even eat five I'm talk, I'm foods. talking about snacks, mains. Oh, you know what snacks, I'm snacks. Okay. I mean, Tostitos are a must. There's got to be Tostitos somewhere at the party. By the way, folks, he's eating those Tostitos plain. There's no type of sausage. Plain. Yeah, no, there's no sauce. If there's cheese, if there's cheese, I'll, I'll throw a little queso on them, boys. All right. Fair. Um, I love cheese board. Cheese board, charcuterie board. You know, that, that's always great. I, I love some cold cuts and some queso. Um, can I count a hot dog in there? I Absolutely, love a good dog. Yeah, uh, yeah I love Absolutely. a good dog. Um, yeah, a good burger, like a burger on a Super Bowl day, midday burger before the game sounds great. Yeah, and then not, all right. I don't know. That's, that's good. Enough. That's yeah. That's good enough because that's all, right. all the food alcohol, I eat. alcohol, alcohol. Top two alcohols for Super Bowl Sunday. Wait, wait. We got to throw in a turkey BLT, and then for us Miamians, a little guava pastelito with a with a. With uh, what do we have? Hem croquetas. Yeah, we got that. That's guayaba, be by the way. Guava, guayaba. Guayaba. <laughs> What's up? Isn't it the same thing? Yeah. And did I say turkey BLT? Turkey BLT, like a nice cold sandwich, like a nice, a nice, nice. You know, that'd be nice. All right. Well, alcohol, alcohol obviously, alcohol. obviously beer, beer, beer. Let's see. Good beer. What beer is good? You know what? I've been loving the Stellas, little Stella. I feel like, uh, I feel like I don't even like love Bud Light, but like a Bud Light on game day, like I feel Coors. like I'm doing it. Yeah, Coors is always great. Michelob is great, but like I feel like when it's football time, like I feel like I'm doing it right with a dark bottle Bud Light, and not a can. Like I need the bottle, yeah. and then Tito's. There's got to be Tito's flowing at the yeah. Super Bowl party, like. That's what's going around. Shots of Tito's, drinks with Tito's, and uh, and for you tequila lovers, there's tons of options. But for me, I need Tito's in my life. Or ordinarily, I would watch the role of my dad. But these past three years, I have watched them in by my by my lonesome. <laughs> so I mean, it's actually something that I've come to enjoy a little bit. I think because I'm able to just. 
kind of analyze the game and not really be distracted. I mean, as a kid, Super Bowl parties, like, you're not really watching the game. Like, you're doing everything but watch the game. And, like, as I've grown up, like, I've just learned so much about football and I'm, I'm able to analyze and, and, and look at the game and, and kind of the lens that I want to, uh, which is offensive-minded. I'll, I'll play offensive line. So I'm looking at the offensive line. I'm looking at, you know, different situations. And I kind of I kind of love that. Um, but food-wise, um, we're doing – Chicken wings for sure. You gotta have chicken wings there. You gotta have uh, hot dogs. I love fucking hot dogs, dude. I can eat a billion hot dogs. Um, French fries have to be in that mix. Uh, burgers have to be in that mix. And then you know what? For the sake of the Super Bowl environment, Doritos. You have to have Doritos. You got to. The commercials are too good. To not Slept enjoy, on that. yeah, you can't. You have to enjoy Doritos while the commercials are coming on. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal. It's like a top tier chip, to be honest with you. Not just Dorito, top tier chip. Are you like? Are you a red or a blue bag? Red. Red bag is far superior. Yeah, and like, red. I get it. Like the blue bag is good, and some people like it, but bro, yeah, a good right. pack of red Doritos. Like, My mouth is you know you're getting a you know you're getting a great experience from a My chip perspective in there. Yeah, last. Last Super Bowl, no, not last. The first Super Bowl I watched it by myself was Casey and Tampa Bay, and I bought a pack of White Claws and I drank all the White Claws by myself, and I got thickety fucked up, dude. I drank all twelve of them. I was sitting. I have like this this like chair that is like it's like circular, um, and it's like not very stable. And I fell so hard out of that chair just being a little drunkard. Um, so I'm not going to go with seltzers on this. I'm going to go with a nice freezing Coors Light. Like I want the mountains to be crazy blue. Like they have to be fucking John Merrill's eyes blue, baby. All right. Shout out Johnny. Shout out Johnny. So you're talking about like maybe, maybe like a little ice chip running down on one of the oh, sips from the yeah, inside maybe, of the bottle. Maybe a little beer slush. You know what I mean? Very cold. And Sounds then, delicious. Vodka, uh, vodka soda Tito's, and that's my ideal Super Bowl environment, man. You know, just you guys missed one thing, one 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 classic Super Bowl combo: white wine and methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Arkansas special, dude. Now I absolutely love. <laughs> I love those barefoot commercials now. They're trying to like pair wine and, and football. I think that's oh, hilarious. Those are funny, yeah. Those, those are, are funny. funny. All right, all right. Before we move on to the next topic, because we're, we're, we're about halfway in time here, let's. I want each of you to predict um, score th- three things the score, the color of the Gatorade, and which company will have the best commercial. All right. The score will be 37-34 Eagles. Jesus, fuck. Oh, my God. Okay. It's going to be a big scoring game. The color of the Gatorade this year is going to be red. And I feel like it's very best... rarely red. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the stats on that. It's just a blind guess. All right. And then the best Super Bowl commercial will be the FanDuel commercial with Rob Gronkowski. Has to be. All right, for score, I'm going to say 23 Eagles, 17 Chiefs. 
Okay, that's that's my score. And then color Gatorade. You know, my mind wants to say red, but my heart wants to say orange. Oh, that's what I was going with, baby. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with orange. Absolutely. And then, and then what was the what was the third question? What was the other question? Best commercial. Uh, best commercial. Hmm. I mean, you, you know, Budweiser is always in the running for the top three commercials because they put on a performance. They so. have some real heartfelt commercials, bro. So it could be them, but then you could have a wild card that just has some funny, sarcastic thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what would be funny? Uh, like a commercial that's like spoofing FTX. And it's another <laughs> crypto company. That would be that would be good. There's zero there's zero, zero crypto companies doing commercials this year. All yeah. of them backed out off their contracts. Good. But good. Boys, I also um, want to note that it costs seven million dollars for thirty seconds of a commercial time during Super Bowl. Yeah, Get your know, marketing dollars up. Get your marketing dollars up. Yeah, we tried to put one in for threes a crowd, but for some reason we just couldn't come up with the funds. Yeah, I'm not no. sure. They, for some reason, the bank doesn't want to approve a company with 50 subscribers <laughs> and 60 followers on social media for $7 million. Yeah, it's kind of Which fucked. is pretty whack. Kind of fucked, yeah. I'm going to go with Budweiser because I, I don't know who the hell else is going to have a, have a commercial. All right. All right, fair. Super fair. All right, score. 27-21. Eagles. I like that. Uh, Gatorade color, I wanted to say orange, but Nick already took that from me. So in order to be different, I will say blue. So now we all have our own picks. If Nick, if Nick's pick hits, I'm still claiming orange. Um, I am, I, 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 I am. Uh, and the best Super Bowl commercial, man, dude, Doritos always has a really good one. Really, really good one. Um, I'm going with. Oh, I'm going with Red Bull. I'm going with Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings. I'm going with Red Bull. They they they're gonna craft something something good. It's wings, not just wings. Red bro. Bull gives you wings. Is is Red Bull confirmed to do a commercial? They, I feel like they always do. They, they so I mean, I'm doing some research now. I don't see anything on the docket for, for motherfucker. All right. All right, let's get let's get producer Marco's picks on this one. I'm going with Doritos then. Doritos for real. Pivot my pick. Can we can we give spoiler alerts here? Out of curiosity. So I was doing some reading now. I think Doritos is gonna take it by the cake. Like for sure. There we so go. Reading an art reading an article here on Forbes. Doritos. Jack Harlow gets involved in a love triangle with these pointy chips. I win. So I think Doritos is going to take it by a lot, but that's just me. Uh, score, obviously, Eagles, and it's going to be 34-31. I think it's going to come down to the legs. And that's not running. That's that's punting. Nice. Excuse me. So, Gatorade color. I mean, what what options are available? Yellow. Orange? Yellow. Yellow is the last one? Yellow and red. I'm going to go red. Oh, on this side. I'm just going to go red. Oh, you said red? I'm going to go yellow. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I'm, I'm going with. What about commercial? You went with commercial. You went with Doritos as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Doritos too. I'm going with Doritos too because just reading that alone, I'm just like, yeah, no, right. it's All not right. even close. 
right. I think I think Pop Chips is doing a commercial, like a Breaking Bad theme commercial. I saw like a little teaser of it. It was phenomenal. Dude, how the hell are they affording to do? Do people eat pop chips like that? Is that a, is that a real company? Yeah, pop chips. Pop chips are pop, they're popping. No pun intended. I think I, I'm changing my stance that Rob Gronkowski's probably is going to be the best commercial because they put the most emphasis on it, and that guy's just a natural comedian. Um, yeah, just want to just want to just want to come out clean and say that. All right, we'll 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 revisit this after Super Bowl and see who's who's right about most of these things. All right, let's take us into our next topic here. Next topic, slightly more on the downtrend side of things. We're way up there, paradox. Really, excited, really excited about Super Bowl. And now we got a not-so-great stat for you guys. So CNBC reported that 64% of Americans making six figures, $100,000 right now, are living paycheck to paycheck. This is pretty unfortunate news seeing as most people thought a few years ago that if you're making a hundred grand, you're killing it. And now we're hearing most of these people are living paycheck to paycheck. I think it's, it's a little bit of a few things, obviously inflation um, across food and different things like that has definitely made things tough. I also think like we spoke about before this credit card epidemic that we live in, I think some people are living a little above their means and not doing a great job at budgeting because I also saw a stat when I was looking into this as well that I think around 50% of people in America could not afford a $1,000 emergency fund that they needed to cover, which is extremely concerning because where the hell's the money? Like where, where where's the money at if you can't cover a $1,000 expense on a fly? Um, so we'll kind of open this up for discussion and I'll come in towards the end with my opinion. I I'd like to see where this data was like, how this data was gathered. Like geographically, I'm assuming it's going to be more so in metropolitan cities, right? Where the cost of living is, is much more expensive. Like hundred grand in New York does not go a long way. In New York city does not go a long way. hundred grand in Miami may go a long way. If you're living in the right place. I don't know if you're living in, in Brickell, how long a hundred grand salary is going to cost like, last you. I don't know how long it's going to last you for living in somewhere like San Francisco. So I think that we need to know exactly how much of that percentage is based on people from metropolitan cities because inherently the cost of living is more expensive. Inflation in New York is nuts. So hundred grand may not cut it. hundred grand may not even be in the upper echelon of earners in New York. So, but what's, what's what's crazy is that, yeah, you could you could see like who exactly this is affecting, where exactly they're located. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it doesn't that doesn't really matter because it's sixty five percent of all the people making a hundred grand, and a hundred grand is making a hundred grand or a hundred grand or more, or just a hundred grand. Oh, I think it said I think it said like around a hundred grand, whatever. Uh, but like that's pretty much barely cutting it like survival wise. And I read that of the people living paycheck to paycheck, 40% would be immediately like broke, considered broke if they like, you know, got fired or they lost their source of income, like, like immediately they'd be considered broke. So I think it's, I think it's a really, really, really bad sign. And I think that, 
I honestly, really honestly think that the, uh, the whole concept of the, you know, the American dream and all that, I think that's really dying out fast. And I think that at some point, many people um, won't be able to, uh, I guess, if you want to call it like level up financially, like they won't be able to break out of classes because the top will have so much power and will handcuff the rest of the the rest of the population and people are just going to be stuck like Chuck. That's my opinion. I think that it comes down to a lot of key factors and like what Ray said, it really depends where you live. But I also think that you need to be strategic. Like if you lived in that place that was affordable when you bought it or when you moved in, you had to have been putting some type of money away. If you weren't, that means you maybe overextended yourself when it was cheaper. And now that it's more expensive, you're barely breathing. And a lot of people fail to just budget things. Like if you make a hundred grand, let's say, I mean, this is probably terrible math, but let's say that you make $4,500 a month in no, that's terrible math. If you're making a hundred <laughs> grand, what's your what's your monthly income? Nine grand. Nine grand a month. Yeah. So let's say you're making nine grand a month, which I mean that's a lot. That's 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 a good amount of money. Like if you're considering that people's mortgage is twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred dollars, you you still got a decent amount of runway monthly to play around with. This is telling me that a lot of people are making nine grand a month and spending nine grand a month to live the lifestyle they want, be a member at the country club they're interested in, go out to dinner two or three times a week with your spouse, have pay for, because I mean, kids are expensive, have kids, pay for your kids. And it's not like what it used to be. Things aren't cheap. Like you can't just be like, oh, I'm a six figure earner. I can go around and and spend money and and I'll have some in the tank. Like shit's more expensive now. Mortgages are way up. Rates to take money out of the bank are up. Food is up. Like all of these regular expenses are more expensive now. And that $4,500 of runway that you had left over after your main like core expenses, car, house, groceries. What? I think it's necessarily an issue with budgeting though, because $9,000 is yes. When it's ahead of you, it's, it's a lot of money. Take out taxes. What are you left with? I don't know. I don't know taxes. But look, you have rent to pay. You have mortgage to pay. You have car insurance to pay. You have a car car bill to pay. Um, you have if you have kids, you have to pay for X Y Z for the kids. If you have a spouse, you have to pay X Y Z for the spouse. There's so many things that like limit your ability to live comfortably, and that's just life. Life is just expensive, dude. So like, yeah, nine grand a month is a lot of money. But it becomes not a lot of money after you have to pay for your entire life, dude. Like cars, health insurance, car insurance, everything, bro. Everything. If you want to send your kids to private school, you gotta pay for private school. If you if you have student loans, you have to pay your student loans off. Like it's yeah, just- and, you know, I'm sure you guys could relate to this, but I remember hearing like stories from my grandparents where, you know, there was times where they had nothing. But having nothing back then was different than having nothing now because having nothing back then there was still options for you like it wasn't so select like you could still 
like you could still find you could still find a house somewhere and make it work it's about in cuba or in here like in the states here 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 like before you know before before everything just like kind of exploded you could still you know you could still find a house you could still food was still like uh, a lot comparatively a lot lower than it is now the same thing with cars and all that and but now if you're you know if you're broke or if you're if you're poor you can't afford a house like you just just not even an option um in in a lot of places in a lot of places it's just not even an option and the only houses that like would be i guess an option are houses that need tens of thousands of dollars of rehab that are in uninhabitable and so those people are forced to rent and when you're forced to rent uh using miami as an example if i'm using yeah or i mean you know you gotta you gotta have a roof over your head so not it's not like you're throwing your money away it's just that you're not able to have reserves because you gotta live and like in miami the average rent i would say is probably two grand you know for like two grand a month um if you if you're going on on the low end 1500 a month so it's just different now it's just different now it's not things aren't very uh affordable (laughs) affordable for like for everyone it's getting it's getting only affordable for certain people yeah and, and i mean i think it's both like case scenario like yeah I also just think flat out a hundred grand isn't what a hundred grand was five, six years ago. Of course not at all. Like, and it's a hundred grand used to be a milestone, like a status, like, Oh, I'm a six figure earner. That's not the thing anymore. Like that doesn't, that doesn't take you to this next level where you could be living a lavish luxury life. Like people used to assume it did. And yes, a lot of these things are tough, but at the end of the day, some of these things are choices that you have to make. Like, there are still cheaper alternatives from a car. There are still cheaper alternatives from school. Maybe it's the less desirable option, but there there are other ways to stretch that money longer and and but try like not, and do not, them. not when you're already down though. Like if you already have all these loans out ahead of you, if you yeah, already I'm have saying. credit card debt, like, like like getting out from under that under that weight of all that is like you're gonna be living to paycheck to paycheck for a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Again, like, how did you get to that point, though? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there were decisions that you made early on that you didn't think were going to have this much of an effect. And and now things have sped up pretty quickly. And like I said, you're barely breathing. Like, you're right on the top of the water. And and that's extremely unfortunate. And it's it's tough and, and concerning for most because, I mean... Think about it from our perspective. Like we're young, 23, 24. Like I'm right now looking at buying a home, moving out, doing things like that. And I have a good job. Like, and it's not enough. Like it just doesn't cut it. Like I I don't have this ample amount of money coming in that I'm able to put the 20% down on a on a house that six years ago I would have been able to afford. So like we're seeing the direct like effect of things being more expensive. And I'm somebody who 
didn't incur debt, thank God, like prior and, and was blessed to have amazing parents that helped me out early on and put money away for me to go to school. And like, it's still not enough. So like when I think for people that are making, let's say six figures now after working their ass off for the last five years and finally got to that six figure mark, but weren't like perfectly dotting I's and crossing T's on finance and putting money away and having these emergency funds, which is not easy. Like, I'm not saying that like if you should have done that because it's easy, it's not like it's not easy to put this money away and you don't expect things like this to happen so fast. So I'm just trying to say for them, like, this is, this is hard, like, and it's rough and things need to change because if they don't, we're going to go back to a few episodes where Nick had that hot take and people will not be able to own their own assets. Like they won't be able to afford to own a home. They'll have to rent for God knows how long, because once you start, you're stuck. They won't be able to buy these cars and own them. It's just going to be leases. Like if you don't have any money in the pipeline or put away, you're never going to be able to overcome these hurdles because unless somebody gives you a shitload of money or you go from one day making a hundred grand to two fifty the next, there's no way for you to pay off everything that you have going on while advancing yourself forward because everything that comes in is to go right out to continue living and moving forward. So it's a pretty shitty situation. That's what you just said ties pretty nicely with what Marco said. Producer Marco just wrote in that 70% of the housing in Miami is rent and 30% is owned. And I also want to know that some people are perfectly happy living paycheck to paycheck. Like they're just, they're happy to be able to have a roof over their head. They're happy to be able to eat. Like people are perfectly fine living paycheck to paycheck. Some people aren't as ambitious as, as the rest of us. And, and they don't want it. They don't want, they have no desire to kind of go to that next level. Like they're perfectly fine living paycheck to paycheck. And I stand corrected. The average rent in Miami is 2300 for 888 square feet. And that's tiny. Yeah. 64% of the available rent spaces is over 2000 in Miami. And yeah, I mean that 70%, um, you know, rent and 30% uh, own that's not unique to Miami. You know, there Miami's like, I don't even know if Miami's in the top 10 cities in the U S uh, that are rental cities. You know, I think there's some cities that are closer to like in the upper 80% percent of being uh, rentals. And it seems like everything, everything is moving more corporate nowadays. And I think that's the reason why, like you can't, there's not as much opportunity for the little guys, because if you want to buy somewhere, you're not going to be able to afford it because there's groups that aren't selling it, but they'll rent it to you at a high price. Yeah. And then, and then also I think now what's really incentivized is, uh, the U S institutions, the financial institutions are really pushing for you to be in debt. So back in the eighties, you had CD rates at a bank which are fixed rates that you put your money in that earn a percentage. CD rates were no problem, 15 to 16% a year is what you would earn on your money. Now, probably the highest CD rate is maybe six, not even. So I don't know. I think, I think people are just getting pushed to, to be in different forms of debt. You know, the, 
the have it now and, and, and pay later type of thing. And I think that is, uh, is a big cause of this as well. I mean, Dan, I love it. You're going to, you're going to be out soon, bro. You're in strategic debt. Like there's certain, like you shouldn't take out $150,000 to go get an art major to become mm-hmm. a teacher. And that's nothing against teachers. Like, that that just the return nothing, on investment just just the remember. return on investment doesn't make sense to me like i can comprehend somebody pulling out $150,000 to go get their law degree knowing that over the span of the next 10 years of their life they have the potential to earn a half a million dollars at a successful firm or at a successful independent firm like that i can wrap my head around i can't wrap my head around the college student that took a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan and moved to California to go to to go to Cal Berkeley to study art history or to study entrepreneurship. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like there needs to be calculated decisions made here. So, not to shit on anybody with debt. There's debt is important, and and you can go into strategic debt, and tons of businesses do it, tons of individuals do it. But it's got to be with the purpose to get a return on your investment that makes sense. And some of these situations like these credit card debts and things like that, they don't make any sense. Like paying 20% interest on your credit card because you wanted to get yourself five purses when you're making $45,000 doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And that's what's happening. And so I don't want to shit on anybody and... I don't want to say make debt seem like the worst thing ever because there's strategic debt and, and ways for you to use debt to your advantage. And you should borrow money from the institutions and use their money before you use yours. But with the intention to return it and put extra money in your pocket, not just for fun with play money so that you can, oh, I only make a hundred grand, but I can take out this money and I could be living on a $175,000 person salary. So that's, that's what we're dealing with. It's also important recognizing people just don't care, bro. Like they'll go, they'll yeah. Be some people just don't give a fuck. They'll be our history major. They'll have credit card bills, and they are happy, bro. And ultimately, I mean, that's yeah, at the end of the well day, look, happy. if you're happy, like do whatever the fuck you want. But if your financial situation, you have you give them eviction notices and stuff, and you're still smiling when you wake up in the morning, bro. Good for you, man. Keep doing it. But you know, I envy you. Make make money in the U.S. Drop out of college. Drop out right now. Right now as we're sitting don't, down, drop, don't out. drop out. Do not drop Make out. money. Move somewhere. Move don't. somewhere where the dollar goes further. Live a good life. Don't do that. Do that. I'm moving don't to Costa that. Rica tomorrow. Don't, don't do that. Marco, fire in a heart take. All right, boys. Uh, so I'm going to keep it with um, recent events. Um, Beijing on Monday – accused the U.S. of overreaction and the indiscriminate use of military force in shooting down a Chinese balloon, warning of damaged bilateral relations. Uh, do you think this was actually a weather balloon? And if you don't, what were they investigating or spying on? Or what do you think it is? It was definitely not a weather balloon. Why the hell does China give a shit about our weather or weather in the United States? It's 100% something shady. If not, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. I don't know what the hell they wanted to know, but they want to know something. Their economy is not kicking like it used to. I think they had their first year in like 30 years that they had did they had negative GDP. Um, so who knows what their intentions were behind it, but I can promise you it wasn't good. And I'm very happy that we shot that bitch down and we did it sick with 
fucking fighter jets like the right way, the American way. I agree. That was a spy balloon. China was uh, spying, being sneaky. And in my opinion, they were either trying to look at some type of military base and get some intel on a military base, or they're looking at farmland. Because I know they're just they're just buying land in different countries, and they're just trying to own a bunch of shit all over the world. Um, so I think it was. I think that thing was remote controlled. It, China knew exactly where they wanted it to go, um, and they had it go from. They had it come into the U.S. from, I guess, Montana, and they shot it down over North Carolina. So, yeah, apparently, apparently they jammed the uh, allegedly the U.S. jammed it the second it crossed our our border. Um, so it couldn't pick up or relay anything. That's what they say. Who knows if that's real or not? Um, but, but yeah, I'm glad we shot that bitch down. Number one, it's certainly not a weather balloon because this. 200 foot tall balloon that weighed more than a couple thousand pounds had explosives on it to detonate it in case it got like discovered so like yeah like it was it was not a weather balloon a weather balloon does not have explosives and the fact that they had a weather uh, a spy balloon that big with explosives on it going over the continental united Continental United States makes me sick. It makes me fucking ill, dude. It makes me so angry. I am so fucking angry about it. Like, come on. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? There's nothing that you could see with that fucking weather balloon that you can't see with a satellite. Absolutely nothing. So, yeah, I think that they actually did jam it when it crossed the border. Otherwise, they would have just fucking detonated it once we discovered it. So, I, I really I really can't comprehend why they would do that. Like, I... I you could see everything that you saw with a satellite. I mean, the path that it was going, it went through, like, it went over a couple uh, silos, like nuclear silos. But I, I really can't comprehend why they would do that, why they would tarnish relations, at, like, right now. I, Dude, ba- based on the size that it was, I mean, you have to think it's way better than Google Earth or anything else in the sky. Like, they could have probably seen, you know, the hairs above your lip growing in. You know, I don't know. Unless we're just trying to spy on everyday people, I I can't see why they would do something like that. I really don't. Like, it's it's just senseless. It's it's such a bad fucking strategic move. We should send a fucking eight hundred foot balloon down the fucking China Sea. Just fucking. Did you did you guys see the the meme of the? It was like a and what looked like a a bald ego uh, eagle balloon i was like we should send this over <laughs> china okay this is massive like, uh, american eagle <laughs> yeah bald eagle hot air balloon flying through china bro i can't believe they had the fucking balls to say that we had an unproportionate response i cannot believe that over mm-hmm. our airspace over our people over our fucking continent you have a fucking massive balloon and yeah now when we shoot down fuck you china america fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, China. Dude, if we if we send a, a balloon shaped like a dumpling, do you think they'd notice that it's American? <laughs> yeah, it probably won't look too authentic, I don't think. Yeah, I'm I'm really angry about it. I was so happy when I saw a video of them fucking shooting it down with like Top Gun. It was sick. They sent F twenty two Raptors up there. It was fucking sick. Guys and girls, comment what you think about the balloon situation. We want to know. We want to know. 
balloon, no balloon, weather, no weather, Nick, China. Nick, on this yeah. outro right now, I need you to look up the video of the guy. You don't want war. We don't like war. But if you want war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you, God, so help me God. I got play you. That, play that. Play We're going to get copyrighted. <laughs> oh, no. No. So just play the, play the audio. Okay. Guys, this is, this is what I want you to get from this entire podcast, okay? This is what I want. This is your treat. If you yes. made it this far, you are welcome. This is an absolute trick-or-treat. Don't forget, um, don't forget to like and subscribe, comment. I'm telling you right now, if you are one of the next 50 subscribers, when we get over 100, you will be considered for free cigars. Don't puss out. This is not. <laughs> that is not. One more time. One more time. Try to relax your anus. That wasn't the video? No. Fine. Do you want me to actually put it? Yes. Fuck, dude. What, Come on. It, what, I'm feeling all what's patriotic. It, what, what's it called? You, there's one. I don't know. I just fucking. I googled. Uh, but if you what want war, if you want war, yeah, that's that guy. If you want war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you. So help me God. Someone else raise your sons and daughters. Ooh. Bro, I've seen TikToks where that guy's like, like that phrase is said, and then there's. Fucking F 22s. And then, like, the military fucking marching with M16s. Producer Marco's giving us a live view of what he thinks an F 16 would look like flying through the backyard. We don't care who you voted for, who you worship, what you worship, who you love. It doesn't matter if your dad left you millions when he died or if he knew who your father was. We have been honed into a machine of lethal moving parts that you would be wise to avoid if you know what's good for you. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. We've seen war. We don't want war. But if you want war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you, so help me God. Someone else will raise your sons and daughters. Episode 14, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Peace out. I'm Ray. See you next week.